With this week's Press Lunch and Audio, you're going to hear from senior defensive lineman Samson Cafavalo first, then sophomore receiver Jay McIntyre, and finally head coach Mike McIntyre. We'll just go straight to questions for Samson. Samson, you just talked about defensively, the challenge you guys have going up against Oregon, uh, and how more prepared are you guys for this now that your offense kind of runs some of the same stuff? Uh, I feel like uh, we're pretty prepared. Uh, uh, up-tempo offense. Uh, our defense is uh, based on the three front, but uh, we may have may run some four fronts. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, getting prepared to keep inside leverage is my job, and uh, I'll play within the defense and uh, start in a row. Samson, after playing the number four team in the country, battling them, does it make you feel like you're truly battle-tested getting getting into this Pac-12 part of your schedule? Well, uh, Michigan uh, being number four, I feel like they uh, uh, just overall everything. Uh, they had some nice uh, jerseys too. It was like the Jordan ones, I think. But uh, yeah, they've always been the powerhouse, and uh, Hardball's been. Uh, Great coach over there. Um, just technique-wise, going up against some of their linemen, they've uh, sound with their feet and hands, and uh, they were uh, pretty big competition for us. Samson, how much better is this defense in front with Tupo in the middle? Uh, I think it's a lot better than uh, last year. Um, you know, so this was a great factor in uh, some of our uh, wins and uh, uh, stops on defensive front. But uh, uh, just having Tupo there is a big presence. Um, he's a big guy. I mean, uh, uh, I love him, man. He's uh, my, uh, my, actually me and him are uh, long distance cousins. And uh, like the bond and chemistry that we've made since uh, we've got here freshman year, uh, dormant with him, he's uh, definitely a great guy. Samson, uh, last week your coach sat up here and said about the matchup with Michigan that you guys would find out a lot about yourselves going toe to toe with a top five team in their house. I guess walking off the field and thinking about that game, what did you guys learn about yourselves after that Michigan game? Uh, definitely learned that we uh, we uh, we were in it with them. Uh, just uh, the little things that we had to correct uh, to be uh, elite, I guess. Uh, they were an elite team, and uh, we were we were a good team. Um, we're striving to be better every day, and uh, yeah, correct. Uh, Correct every play that we uh, mess up on, and uh, try not to boast about uh, the great plays we make. Seems a lot of players have talked uh, all season about their goal as the Pac-12 championship. Now that you guys are here, is there some extra excitement this week, knowing that uh, this is now real for you guys? The goal right in front of you. Uh, 
absolutely. Um, been very excited to uh, get the opener of uh, the Pac-12, and I'm glad it's uh, Oregon. Um, my brother had walked on to Oregon, so I'm very excited to uh, dominate some of those guys on the on the line. Um, just the whole whole thing that comes with it, and uh, the complexity of their old line is uh, it's pretty. Uh, we're aware of it. We know they their technique is sound. Um, they run hit screens. They run everything from zone to block down and tight end. Um, yeah, I'm very excited, and I know the team behind me is uh, excited as well. Samson, you guys lose Derek McCartney for the year. How confident are you in the guys that are behind him that are going to have to step up and play a bigger role? And are you more confident this year than you would have been in the last few? Well, I just remember when uh, Derek uh, scored that touchdown, I was very excited and just hopping in praise and uh, I know he was very blessed at, at that moment. Uh, when I when I seen on the side that he was uh, hurt, I was uh, it affected me a little, and uh, and uh, I knew that uh, we weren't gonna have the same guy setting the edge, um, resting the quarterback, and uh, getting after it at the game. But uh, pretty sure, and <clears throat> Jay Follow, uh, Christian Shaver, and uh, Terry Hasselback will be uh, pretty good substitutes for Derek. Samson, four years ago, Oregon beat Colorado 70-14. Colorado hasn't beaten them since they've gotten into Pac-12, but that margin of victory has been dwindling each and every year. So I assume you guys feel like this is your best opportunity to go toe-to-toe with Oregon. I'd like you to just expand on that and tell us why. Uh, Growing up, I've, all, I've always known Pac-12, like Pac-12 schools, uh, SC being favored. Um, I've, I've grown out of it, and uh, my older brother used to get some letters from uh, Oregon, uh, show me all their new uniforms. I'm like, man, get that out of my face. I don't want to see it. So well, I've grown this hate for Oregon. Um, it's very, uh, very important for me to come out to this game and uh, do what I have to do. What have you seen from their from their young quarterback? What he brings to the table? Uh, he's a very fast guy. His speed is uh, is there. Um, he can scramble out in and out of the pocket and uh, scramble for a first down. Um, very athletic. He's uh, he can make a lot of people miss. And uh, once he gets outside, I feel like uh, uh, he's not afraid to go hit somebody. I mean, just being in the pocket as well, he can uh, throw the ball, he can throw the screen, he can, he's a very mobile quarterback and very athletic. Any final questions for Samson? All right, thank you, Samson. Thank you. Jake, you just talked about uh, the rapport that you and other receivers have with Steven Montez, and, and if that, if you guys, when going through the spring, if that really helped you guys to gain that, and if that's still there from the spring. 
Uh, yeah, uh, in spring, uh, Montez was uh, uh, was going with the ones and the twos and got a lot of reps and, you know, it made us feel more comfortable with him and uh, it's helped us uh, now uh, feel uh, comfortable with him and uh, he's been doing a great job. Um, yeah. With uh, Seppo possibly out, though he's kind of like the heart and soul of your offense, if he's not able to go on Saturday, does that create a void in the leadership on the offense, and does that fall on other people to kind of help pick up the slack? Well, we got great leaders on the offensive side of the ball. Four of our captains are off uh, on the offense. Um, George Frazier, Philip Lindsay, uh, Jeremy Irwin, and then Seppo's always going to be there. He's a guy that leads by example and with his uh, words. He's going to be there if he's uh, injured or if he's playing. He's going to be leading. So uh, we look up to all those guys, and uh, they're, they're always uh, positive, uplifting, and uh, um, they'll, they'll be able to lead us. You guys got out to a really strong start against Michigan and then kind of cooled off there. You want to just kind of evaluate your performance as an offense? As offense, I thought we started out fast. Um, we, we came in with a lot of confidence, and we still have a lot of confidence. Um, I think uh, we thought we could go in there and we could win, and uh, we proved that we could definitely play with them at the beginning of the game when we were we were up 21 to seven or something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, now, uh, but once uh, once Sefo got hurt, you know Sefo is our leader, and uh, you know uh, that took a little bit of a toll. But Steven's a guy that. Is uh, has a really strong arm and can make plays, and uh, you know some some of it, some of it we just uh, we just didn't happen to make plays for him, and uh, we will this game if he if he happens to play. Hey, what's the biggest difference you've seen in, in Devin Ross this year and the improvement that he's made? Uh, Devin's been awesome. Um, he's put in so much work uh, in the off season and uh, at practice. He's just always had a he's he's uh, changed his mindset this year, you know, just play confident no matter what. And you know, Chef kind of brings that brings that to all the receivers. Uh he brings that one snapping clear, you know, always you know, always play confident. You know, if you drop a ball, who cares? Like next play. And I think that's really uh, rubbed off on Devin and Devin's been playing great, great football and I'm really proud of the way he's been playing. Okay, I got a two part question just kind of about the offense. How much different does the offense feel this year than last year? Do you guys feel like you're going faster and operating at a faster pace? We're definitely going faster. Uh, Chev brings that mentality like at practice, you know, hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. You know, you get mad if we are uh, jogging after we run a deep route some, uh, all the way across the field and going back to the opposite side of the formation. But uh, we've definitely been going faster. Uh, you know, I think uh, last year we, we were a good offense. Um, we didn't uh, happen to score as many points. But uh, this year, we've really stepped it up, and uh, more guys are uh, making plays, and uh, we're, sc we're scoring more points. So hopefully, we keep it up. With, I think it's uh, 11 touchdown drives that has lasted less than two minutes already this year. Do you guys sense, or can you feel that defenses are maybe on their heels or more reacting to what you're doing? Definitely. That first game, uh, when we played CSU, like our first couple possessions, you could just tell they were winded and uh, you know that, that happened to Idaho State too and even Michigan when we got up on them you know uh, I think our tempo is uh, key once we get a first down we just got to keep going keep going and uh, once we do that we're able to put up points in a hurry. Jay you've done pretty well in that punt return role how comfortable are you back there and how would you kind of self-evaluate yourself in that role so far this season? 
I thought I'd done a pretty good job at uh, returning punts. I did that in high school, and it's always kind of came natural to me. My dad was a punt returner. Uh, my uncle was a punt returner. You know, we've always returned punts as a family. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, at first, like when you first go back there, like first game, you're not really sure what to expect. But now it's all comfortable and just comes natural to me. I don't know if you ever get back to the house and have dinner with your parents, but is there any family rule, like no football talk at the dinner table between you and your dad, or how does that work out? There's no, uh, there's no rule, um, but we, we tend to keep football here and uh, uh, be father-son away from, away from football. I think we have a great balance with uh, football and uh, father-son, but, uh, you know, there's always times where we'll bring it up and uh, we'll talk football at the dinner table. Uh, my brother likes to... Uh, give his opinions on how I did or what, how my dad did. So he's usually the guy who brings it up, and then we have to answer all his questions because he's got plenty of them. Does mom roll her eyes, or does she jump in the conversation too? Uh, she'll jump in now. Yeah, she, she's, she's, a football, uh, she's a football wife, and my sister will jump in too. She's, she's, one, of, she's one of the persons that you do not want to sit by at a game. She'll go crazy. She, we're losing. She'll go puke, and it's all bad. So yeah, she, she, she'll uh, she'll always have an opinion too. So it's it's a football it's a football family, but uh, we really enjoy each other when we're around each other, and uh, I it's been good. Jay, you have a, a two seventeen passer rating. How would you evaluate your your right arm and your your prowess as a quarterback? Yeah, uh, well, I always dreamed about playing QB at uh, college level, but. Uh, you know, uh, when they called the pass play for me to go in and throw, I was pretty pumped and uh, wish uh, the corner wouldn't have gone off and Sefo could have scored. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the 217 passer rating. I think I'm like third in the Pac-12 or something like that. <laughs> so. With your new uh, up-tempo, more efficient way you guys are running your offense, going into a game against Oregon, who was sort of, I don't know if they're the masters of the up-tempo offense, do you guys feel more equipped to be able to go toe-to-toe against a team like Oregon? Oh, yeah, we feel like we can win every game we play. And uh, it's not really about Oregon. It's about us, and that's how we go into every game. Uh, Coach Mack has been uh, preaching that since day one, since this year started, and that's how we're going into this game. It's no different than Michigan, Idaho State, or CSU. It's just us, and uh, if, we do our, if, I, if we do our thing, we'll, we'll, we think we'll win the game. Any final questions for Jay? Thank you. Our guys are, <clears throat> excuse me, our guys are excited about our first Pac-12 game. Um, you know, and playing on the road at Oregon um, in Ogden Stadium is a great place to open up and play. And you know, they've been the, one of the perennial powers in our league. And um, you know, Mark Helfrich's done a great job, and they've had a lot of great players there, and they still do. Um, and uh, they still got plenty of speed, and they're a very good football team. So it's going to be an extremely tough contest for us, um, but it's always fun, um, you know, starting your Pac-12 games. So I'll take any questions. Right on your death chart, you have Steven listed as a starter. Have you made a determination yet of what you're going to do at quarterback? Not listed as a starter. If you look at the explanation, Seppo's known to be injured. Seppo like was at practice today in full pads, moving around better than he did yesterday. Um, we'll make it really we'll make a decision game time on that. Um, but Steven is getting a few more first team reps for sure right now as we as, as Cepho keeps working on getting well. But he was moving around in full pads and looked better than he did yesterday. So we'll just 
see how that progresses. As, as a follow-up to that, Stephen obviously got a lot of the first-team reps during the spring. Yeah. How much are you seeing that helping him now that uh, he's taking some of those reps this week? Well, you know, he had a good fall, too. He had most of the reps in the spring practice um, and did a good job there. And then fall camp he did good. And then, you know, he's played in all three games so far. Um, so uh, I think his feet are wet, so to speak. It's not going to be like he's jumping out there for the very first time. And uh, so, I'm, you know, I definitely think um, Steven is capable of um, making plays and moving our offense and has a good arm and can run. And um, so, you know, um, I think he'll do well when he gets in if he has a chance to get in there. Mike, Steven obviously stepped into a tough situation, second half, close game on the road against a top five team in the big house. Um, wasn't necessarily all his fault, but he probably did perform as well as he would have liked. Have you had to sit down and talk with him and either play psychologist with him or help him along with that, or how's he doing? No, I, you know, I, I talked to him a little bit about it. You know, when you, you, you go in, we, we had the momentum, you know, Sefo <laughs> uh, goes down, um, and then, uh, you know, we, we kick off to him. They have a pretty good return, and, and then our kicker blows his Achilles. It's like bang, 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 and our whole team, and you're trying to just get them all corralled. And uh, so I think that had a little bit to do with it emotionally for our football team. Um, and then, uh, you know, they're really good on the D-line, and they keep subbing them in, and they keep subbing them in. And um, so that wore us down a little bit um, there. We had a chance there on that fourth down to you know, make a play, I thought, and, and, and move on down in there and get another score. Um, uh, but we didn't. So that third quarter, I mean, the, really, the, yeah, end of the third quarter, fourth quarter, um, we didn't play as well as we would like. And, you know, um, Michigan had a little bit to do with that um, on some of the things they were doing. But I thought that, uh, you know, it is hard to get thrown in there in that situation uh, at that time. Uh, but uh, I think Steven has, he has a lot of moxie to him. He has some confidence. I think that he'll bounce, um, ba bounce back from that. Coach, uh uh, kind of a two-part question in regards to the punt team. Uh -huh. um, I guess first of all, you know, given the number of block kicks really going back to the beginning of last year, what do you feel like is the, the advantage of the scheme you have with the wide gaps up front and, and the rugby style and back? Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, you know, also uh, with the special teams coaches by committee, if, if you were to make any tweaks as, is there any one coach that, that oversees that unit or, mm -hmm. or do you look at each unit as a committee? Uh, no, we look at each unit as a committee. Um, you know, we had no problems in the first two games at all. Um, you know, we had a mistake on the first punt um, that caused it, and then the next one we just kind of fumbled it, fumbled it up a little bit, um, messed it up a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll um, keep a lot of teams, if you watch us, do the exact same scheme. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Utah, as punter, has made the uh, – so what is it? what's the name of the Ray Gow Award winner the last two years? That's all they do. That's all they do is rugby punt. So and he's won the Ray Gow Award. So it's just all executing it. Um, I wouldn't like to rugby punt as much as we did in the game though. I would not. Um, and so um, we'll, we've corrected that and worked on it. And I think that we'll be much improved on um, the rest of the way out um, on it. And we definitely need to be. Two-part question about your uh, your defensive line. You, know, you talked about you know some some things went the way in the second half um, where a lot of things happened. To you guys in a row, but overall, and especially in the first half, um, the way that they were getting pushed, and we've seen that a lot all year. What's just your impression of 
up the, the strides the defensive front has made, and then against Oregon, how key is that unit with the way they play? Yeah, our defensive front's doing well. Our, our backups in there are doing well at it. Um, I, I, I like how they're, they're doing. You know, some of the runs that Michigan made on us were outside, so I'm definitely for sure 100% that Oregon's going to attack us outside more. Um, so we've got to sure that up. Um, and so, uh, but I feel like they played well. They're going to have to play really well against Oregon. They always have to play well for us to have a chance to be successful. I definitely think they're good enough to control a game, which they've done in a few times. And in parts of the Michigan game, they control the game. So I definitely think they're good enough to do that. And that's what I expect out of them. Mike, to follow up on Pat's question a little bit, and I know you're not the only team to run those wide splits uh -huh. on returns, but what's the philosophy in? I guess it's called the shield formation yeah. or something like that. What's the philosophy in doing that as opposed to more conventional? Uh, well, the, the philosophy is you can get your guys out front quicker, get them down there faster. Um, and then, you know, you have the shield back there to protect um, on it. So uh, that's, you know, what we've done. Most of the teams we play I do it too. So, uh, but we didn't execute it well enough a couple times for sure. Um, and so we, we had to sure that up, and I definitely believe we have. And um, we would like to take a little more conventional um, with it more often than rugby in it as much. You alluded to your offensive line kind of getting worn down because Michigan was throwing new subs in there. Mm -hmm. But can you kind of evaluate how they played? It looked like they had a really strong first quarter, and then the second quarter they kind of slipped up. But it seems like you guys responded at a halftime. Yeah, we responded well. Um, when we got behind, they kind of knew we were going to have to throw a little bit, so then they could just lay their ears back. If we could have stayed more balanced, I don't think we would have had it. You know, one of the ones was a fourth, it was a third down and real long. We tried to throw the ball downfield, and they sacked us. Um, but uh, you know, I think that if we could have stayed more balanced uh, and throughout the game, like we were doing, um, we would have not had. We would have been more productive on the offensive line once they kind of realized we were going to have to throw it time after time. They could kind of lay their ears back run different blitzes, run different stunts, kind of be a little more exotic. Um, and uh, so that was what happened there. But I thought our offensive line did well for most of the part against, a, you know, and I would say an excellent defensive line. Mike, given the importance <laughs> of Cepho mm -hmm. and the injury history he's had the last couple of years, when he does get back, do you guys need to reevaluate how much you're running him and, and try to keep him in the pocket more and protect him a little bit more? Uh, yeah, we can. Um, you know, some of them are, are scrambles that we do. Um, you know, one of the effectiveness of him also is of our offense is being able to run the quarterback some when they spread all over the field with your guys. You have those big gaps. If you don't take advantage of that, then your, your quick game doesn't make big plays either. So you, it's kind of a um, – you kind of got to do it some. But, yeah, we definitely would like to protect him a little bit more at times. Um, you know, it was kind of crazy on the one he got hurt on. He, Made a read, he ran, and the guy just kind of tackling him from behind. It was a normal, and his foot got a, got kind of caught in the turf. Uh, I think on grass it might not have happened. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully we can he can stay healthy. You talked about the progress of Aaron Hagler. He started for you last week, and looks like you've got him on, on top of the depth chart again this week. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Aaron played well last week. You know, Sam had hurt his ankle. Sam played some, um, and Sam's ankle's getting well. Um, so. And Aaron, Aaron did well, so you'll definitely see Aaron out there, and and uh, we'll see Sam some also, and so it, it's good. It was good to see Aaron. And I thought he, I thought he did well um, in his first start. Um, Oregon has a, a, a graduate transfer quarterback that they've had um, a 
couple of those here in the, in the right. last couple of years. I'm curious what you think of that rule. You see it a lot in basketball, obviously. In football, it tends to be quarterbacks. Now, there's some talk that people think it should have to be city years to actually accomplish getting a graduate degree. What, what's just your thought on, on the graduate transfer rule? There, there's a bunch of conflicting thoughts on it. Uh, you know, when a kid graduates, I guess he can go do what he wants to do. You'd like him to, to stay at your school if you, unless he's not going to start probably, then he has an opportunity to start and go somewhere else and play. That sometimes makes sense in some situations. Um, but, I, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a – you've both fulfilled your end of the bargain you help the young man graduate, he's able to do it. Now he, he can go get a graduate degree if he wants to somewhere else, or he can stay at your school and get a graduate degree. You know, we have a lot of fifth-year seniors that stay here and get it. Um, and so it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a, if you're on one side of it, you don't like it. If you're on the other side, you like it. And then you kind of look at it and go, wow, you know, what does that rule really mean? You know, the, the two-year deal, I've heard that talked about, um, you know, some of the kids would stay for the two years and get their masters. Some of the kids are going to leave and go to the NFL. Um, and so then, then do you do you have an APR hit on your school then, and all those type of things? So it's kind of a and he's already graduated. So what does APR mean to me with that? I guess APR is for graduation. He's already graduated. So there's a you know one side of it says yeah you should you should take APR or one of them saying you should make sure they finish and go through. It's um, you know, there's kind of a there's a lot of different philosophies out there. To me, it's really case to case. I mean, if you're a young man and you there's a guy in front of you that's an All-American and you're never you haven't played much and you're good and you want to play, you've been everything, you've you've stayed at the school for four years, you've graduated, and you can go somewhere else and you got a chance to start and play your last year you'll ever play football. If you're that kid's parent, you probably say that's a good idea. If you're a kid that's playing all the time and starting on your team and they've done the school's done everything for you and you've got another year to play and you just decide to leave because you want to do something better, that I don't think that's what college is about. So there's to me it's that's why it's kind of a hot button on both sides of it. Thank you. Hey Mike, obviously the changes you've made on offense this year have really looked like they've been pretty good. Uh, eleven touchdown drives, I think it lasted two minutes or less for you guys this year. Do you feel going into a game against a team like Oregon that this team is the best equipped team sort of to fight fire with fire? Well, they you know they practice against each other the same way you know high speed all that type of thing. So you know they they'll they have their signals down, they have their communication down. Um, there probably won't be as many busts as you see sometimes with teams that don't do that, especially defensively. And then um, you know offensively they're able to to play at a fast pace and get the ball snapped and get lined up quick. Um, so, yeah, I would think both of our teams defensively won't really have a problem with the speed of the game. Now it's just going to be who executes is, executes the best. We talked to your son earlier on uh -huh. in the room yet or not. sounds like there are some interesting dinner conversations at the McIntyre household when he comes home for dinner. It also sounds like mom and sis get involved in the football talk. Want to elaborate on that? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, mom and sis were both athletes and uh, – they, you know, they've been around football for a long time around their life. So they, yeah, they, they get involved in it for sure at times. Um, there, there's no doubt. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, my daughter's kind of like uh, the young girl from, uh, now she's older now, but she's always been like that, the girl from the Titans, the movie The Titans. That's what she's like. So uh, um, she'll probably be embarrassed me saying that, but that she knows it's true.
you always hear that term battle tested. Uh -huh. Does that matter? Does playing at Michigan make a difference for your team as you go into conference play? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, you, you know, you always have to be mentally ready for each game. You can't overlook any any one of them. But, you know, you go into that type of environment and um, all the pomp and circumstance that was there with, um, you know, you do the national anthem and uh, Tom Brady's out there and they, they take forever. You, it's kind of like an NFL game. We, we run out and then we stood there. And so we, we talked before that. You're going to stand, you're going to do a couple things. Now get warmed back up again and stay focused. Um, so that's a little bit of an advantage for them when you do that, but it did not bother us. We started really fast. So I think that them understanding the atmosphere, they've played in a lot of great places, um, but I think that they'll be ready. Um, you know, most all these kids have been to Ogden, Oregon before. I mean, Eugene, Oregon, I'm sorry, <laughs> Ogden. Eugene, Oregon uh, before and played there at Ogden Stadium. You're, you alluded to the fact that your defense had trouble at the edges and their tight end, you know, Looks like he might play on Sunday's one. Yeah, very, he will. Very good player. Can you evaluate your linebacking core and maybe the health of Addison and the usage of him and Rick? Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, you know, first of all, our edge setter Derek McCartney, you know, went out, so that hurt us a little bit there. Um, and then we uh, they they hurt us on a couple of toss sweeps. Um, uh, what they did a little bit of they did some good blocking, of course, and some good running. Uh, you know, then. Um, Addison um, uh, didn't play as much as we would like. He'll play more this week um, in the game. Um, and uh, so that would be good for us on that side of it. Uh, you know, I thought Rick did some good things. I thought Kenneth Okobodi did some good things. Um, but in this game especially, they'll, they'll be when you go a fast pace and what they're doing, um, you're going to need to substitute some. And uh, so we will do that. Going back to Jay, how do you evaluate him as a quarterback? Who, who Jay? Yeah. Um, yeah. He made a nice throw on the on the reverse pass, um, and uh, he's uh, you know he's thrown a lot growing up. So I, I thought we you know we know he'd make that throw. We practiced it a lot. Thought he th he threw it okay. The, I wish the corner wouldn't have fallen off. The corner should have stayed on the post. I think Sefa would have run for a touchdown, but um, that's the way it worked out. Coach. Uh, Oregon has gone for two-point conversions 11 times, only kicked extra points seven times. Uh, how do you do? You welcome that, or would you prefer that they kick? And how do you prepare for that? Well, we prepare every week for what we call muddle huddles. You know, lining up correctly. Now they have multiple multiple muddle huddles, so we have to spend time on that. And that's one of the reasons that um, Oregon does that is so you'll spend time uh, working on that. Um, as a defense, you have to work on that. So you got to spend time in practice every day working on that, which takes away from working on things with their offense. You know, so they, you know, they, they're very dynamic at it. Um, you know, Charles Nelson, number six, is the guy that's the kind of the got their two-point holder guy. Um, then they bring in an, another um, number 12, I believe, was one of the backup quarterbacks. He also comes in and holds, um, but mainly number six. He can, you know, he, he's fast, he's quick. Uh, he's made a lot of plays on that, but they got a lot of different formations that they do. So, yeah, we need to um, line up correctly and stop it. It looks like sometimes they, they're not worried about what you're going to line up in. They're going to run it anyway. And then sometimes they look to see what you're in. If you're lined up properly, if you're not lined up properly, they run it and score easily. So we've got to be prepared for that. They do a good job at it. Any final questions for Coach? Thank you. All right, thank you.